Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tay Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we are in the dog days of summer. Not much going on in the sporting world, but we do have NBA Christmas Day games being released. That's the biggest news we got going on. But first and foremost, what's going on in your world uh, as we get into the middle of August and get ready for football season? Well, when you say the dog days, I, I, I'm reminded of George Clinton. Bow, wow, wow. Yippee, yo, yippee, yay. <laughs> you know, so it's all good. Football is right around the corner. I turn on my television. I see a little football. You know yeah. I'm a Lions fan. I'm trying to get my Lions tickets right now when they come out here and, and play the Rams. Mm. And, you know, it's here. The, the life, as they say, keeps moving, keeps going yeah. on. And it's football season is literally right around the corner. You got to keep moving, and BJ, I have to drop this bomb on you. I'm officially an L.A. Chargers season ticket holder. I have uh, I have bolted up. I have joined the team. I'm officially an Angelino. I am a Carolina Panthers fan, but that's in the NFC, you know? So now I'm a Chargers fan in the AFC. Uh, it feels good to be home. It, feel, it feels good to have two t- tickets, and if the, you know, the Lions ever come out here, BJ, I got you. Well, I got you on a good somebody, deal. Somebody, I'm glad someone's got me. I'm glad someone's got me. That's great. Congratulations. You are. Thank f- you. I'm excited to be at SoFi Stadium. I'm looking you know I mean? at you transition into adulthood. You've got your mm. season tickets. Now you're going to start bringing family next. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to need more tickets. So congratulations. You let's know, hope like, I never have to bump up to four. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's keep it Let's hey, keep it smooth, too. It, it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. It's, <laughs> I'm just holding off. I'm holding off. But as you said, it keeps moving, though. We've all um, been holding off. We've all been doing that. We've all done that. But, you know, we're not going to tell you. Keep doing it. Keep yeah, doing your I thing. I know. You, you, you and Midas try to keep me up to date on what's going on. You know what I mean? So I, I have a nice perspective on the life that's ahead. I can't wait for it. Um, let's talk about NBA Summer League because this is the, uh, the first time we're seeing a lot of these these kids and uh you know the first three four days we got a lot of coverage a lot of conversations feels like it's waning down a little bit as as we get into the end of summer league is there anything bj that's really stood out to you that you're like "Ah, i'm i'm intrigued by summer league the last time we talked we talked about it being more of a showcase very different from what you experience in summer league has there been anything else that's kind of caught your eye as we've we've kept it moving because we did have one of the players uh paul reed on the sixers say that he had denny's and I remember you saying that you used to eat Denny's for breakfast. So at least, at least we have one connective tissue the item that's going on. Continues. <laughs> Thank you to Denny's. Denny's, I know you're listening. We need a deal here. We need a deal. Yeah, you we can, need a deal. We need a deal. I push it through. I need the a podcast. grand slam. I, I played on Denny's uh, rec league baseball team back in the day, so I, I, it all checks out. The grand, the, the grand slam. We need that. We need that breakfast. And I'm very happy to hear that Denny's is continuing to. It's continuing. be the food of choice. Mm. for NBA players. It yeah. started off in the 80s and here we are. 2021 <laughs> Denny's is still doing the job, doing the trick. Still kicking. Still kicking. Did you did you see any players or any teams BJ that you're just like, 
I, I like what they've done here. I've seen a lot of praise for a Luca Garza, a guy for the Detroit Pistons that uh, in his past two games averaged 20 and 16 before heading out from Summer League. So there's a lot of storylines, uh, you know, that have been coming out of Summer League. But is there anyone that has stuck out to you or any team in particular where you like the way that they're kind of handling Tate. the Summer League? Well, Tate, as I've told you before, <laughs> off record, and I'll say it officially on record. I always get concerned when players play well in the summer league. Yes. You've heard me say mm. that. When mm-hmm. you play well in the summer league, I get really concerned. Mm-hmm. Because summer league basketball is totally different than NBA basketball. Even You go, well, it's NBA summer league. Most of the players that are <laughs> playing in the NBA summer league will not be participating in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So you, you play- told us last time 90%, which I, 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 I like that number. It's a lot of players will not be playing, especially rotational players mm. will not be playing. So I love it when young players play well. I think this is an opportunity for coaches and executives to evaluate and teach. It's a learning environment. It's a great environment for young coaches and the next head coaches. But overall... I don't put too much stock into what happens in the NBA Summer League. It's great. You get an opportunity to get your feet wet, to get an example of the routine of the NBA. But young people, this is not the NBA. Mm-hmm. This is not. So don't overreact. Don't, don't get too high. Don't, don't think get, that you've already figured out low. the game. Don't get too yeah, low. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen NBA All-Stars, Hall of Fame players play awful in the summer league. Why? It's because it's a different game. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different game. Now, the thing that was most impressive about this summer league is I looked at last year's rookies because last year's rookies didn't get an opportunity to play in the summer league. They mm-hmm. didn't get an opportunity to have a full training camp. And I looked to see which one of those players from last year played in the summer league this year and really excelled. And the, the player that stood out to me was Obi Toppin. Mm. Obi Toppin did not play in the summer league. Obi Toppin is, gets thrust into the NBA, just goes and plays. But you can see that he's made a jump from the experience he had from last year to settling in this year. And not only did he look like he belonged, he's figured out a thing or two. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for young players like that who are making the jump because of the circumstances that they were placed under. Last year's yep. rookies, to me, were at a significant disadvantage as compared, Absolutely. as compared to this year. So he, to me, stood out more than any other player in summer league mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he was an older player. He's not a one, He wasn't a one-and-done kid, but you could see he made a jump. Because he was playing well consistently throughout the four, I think, or four or five games that he played. Yeah. He was and during the regular consistent. season, he had some games where he looked great, and yes, then he yes, had some yes. moments where he looked like a rookie. So it was back and forth. Yes. But I love it when I start to see young players play the game at a consistent level. If you're if you're a 20-point scorer, you do that every night. You don't have 20, mm-hmm. then 5, 25, then 8. Hey, if you're a 20-point scorer, you give me 20 every single night. Obi Mm -hmm. Toppin was very consistent in his time in Vegas, and that really caught my eye. He didn't have, like, one game where he was eight points. He was just 
you know, 18, 23, 21. And he know, quickly, consistently were kind of their one-two punch. Yeah, you know, he, those two he, guys. he was great. So those were, those are the things that I was looking for. He, he stood out to me more than any other player in summer league. I don't know who was the best player, who wasn't. There were some great individual plays, some great games, obviously. But overall, I thought that young man made a great jump from last year to this year when I saw his game, you know, during the course of the regular season till now. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things with Summer League. Midas mentioned this to me yesterday. Isaiah Thomas, obviously, is calling these games. And uh, they were calling the Washington Wizards game. And they were talking about Corey Kispert. And he hadn't made a three yet, an NBA three. Um, and, you know... Isaiah Thomas had like a, a funny quip where he just said, it seems like these guys only think they can score from two um, places on the basketball court. They can score a layup or they can shoot a three. And uh, Isaiah had this profound moment. He said, why not shoot a two? <laughs> why not shoot a hey, long two? <laughs> take, I don't want to be I thought, like, you would, I thought you would enjoy that. You know I don't I mean? want to be the old man on the lawn. I'm trying to enjoy this new game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they call but, the NBA but we all game. know it reverts back to the championship, you know, basketball that we expect at some point. So we yeah. might as well laugh at the ridiculousness as we lead up to it. I think. Well, uh, you know, watching NBA summer league was tough because everyone was trying to shoot threes. Yes, and prove that they can shoot threes. Everyone, you know, that, that's, a, that's a part of the repertoire now. You have to prove that you can shoot over thirty five percent. Yeah, from three, and you can see <laughs> the impact of the game. Everyone has to shoot a three, but it's okay to. You know, make a mid-range shot. It's okay mm-hmm. to take the best shot available. It's okay to not shoot a three or get a dunk or an alley-oop, you know, or a layup. Just play the game. But, you know, I guess championship caliber basketball, we shouldn't expect to see during the summer league. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to just shoot the three or be five or seven from three, and that's considered a good game. Yeah, well, I mean, Isaiah said there were five scoring areas, and when you take out three of them and you only use two, you're obviously limiting your game at some level. So that that is hey, that is just a conversation hey, hey, point. Hey. We'll save that for the playoffs, Tate. <laughs> we won't start saying that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll too, let these kids that's play too for sophisticated now. for the listener right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about three point shooting layups. <laughs> Who has a forty five inch vertical? Mm-hmm. That's all we want to talk about. Who wants to, you know, post up mid range, you know, floaters, floaters. Yeah. That's save that for the playoffs. You know, that's save that well, for well, the me- NBA uh, finals. Well, meanwhile, Trey Young, you know, and Derrick Rose, you know, those two guys this year, they showed you that if you have a floater pack, John Morant's one of those guys. If you have a floater game. You can save yourself a lot of he- headache with rim protection. You know what I mean? Because then you you have people off balance. Uh, it takes touch, of course, to be able to master that shot. But if that's something that you're working on, who knows? You can take your game to the next level. I mean, I think that that's the difference with Derek then versus Derek now to me is that Derek then, he can still get to the basket whenever he wants to. But he also, he's like, I don't need to do that every time. I'll just float this in and, and get an easy bucket. Take. Who needs to talk about floaters and runners right now? <laughs> what are you doing, Tate? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Tate, all right, well, let's it's talk the about- summer league. <laughs> I want to shoot threes. I want to step back three. I want to shoot from half court. I'm. Let me improve my range. Yeah. Would you do that for me? I just want to show that I can shoot. Yeah. Well, it's good for people like Peyton Pritchard. I feel like he's been pulling up from the logo. People were saying he's the next Dame Lillard. You know, what I mean. It, it, it's the media's fault because when you do these step backs and you do these logo threes, you do get coverage. So I, I, 
I understand it from a player perspective, you know, get get your get your headlines. Uh, but like I said, get a floater too. Maybe maybe you can extend your NBA career. Who knows? Right. Who knows? <laughs> Tate, that sounds like you're trying to have a career in the NBA. I just want to show that I, I got am. a three. I, I just want to show that I got a I, I can shoot the three ball. You know, that's mm. it. That's all I want to yeah. do. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a trade that just went down because this is, I think, the biggest news I guess of the day in the NBA. Pat Beverly, uh, which just recently traded from the Clippers, they get Eric Bledsoe back to LA, a guy who used to back up Chris Paul, um, you know, in the original version of Lob City. So they reunite. Pat Beverly goes to Memphis for a donut or so, and then he gets shipped out to Minnesota. Um, and he is now going to be uh, in charge of creating a culture for the Timberwolves. That's what they're saying so far. Um, BJ, we talked about defense. We talked about how important it is. Um, you know, th- this whole shuffling of the deck, reshuffling of the deck. What What is the takeaway just from your perspective, from a basketball standpoint um, and, and a locker room standpoint for Memphis to make this deal and bring Pat Bev uh, into the Timberwolves that have a lot of talent um, but haven't been able to piece together a winning team so far? Well, I thought... That was an interesting trade with Pat Bev because I thought Pat Bev, when you say grit and grind, Pat yeah, Bev kind of he fits in Memphis. He fits yeah. right into Memphis. I really did. I thought because of the talent of John Morant that potentially they would move Rondo, and they still may move Rondo because you know John Morant is going to play predominantly most of those minutes, mm-hmm. and if there was a player but- that could play. Next to John Morant, it would probably be Pat Bev, more so than Rondo. However, it's interesting to see Pat Bev get traded to the the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the reason I say that is because their coaching staff, they're an offensive, they have an offensive mentality. And suddenly now you're you're saying Pat Bev is going to come in to this offensive juggernaut, if you will, right? They, you know, with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, and those guys are mostly offensive players. You're going to just infuse Pat Bev in there and try to put defense into the culture. So mm. it's an interesting, it's an interesting trade. And maybe they have a difference of philosophy now. But we'll see how it turns out. I didn't really understand it when I first heard it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But again, I'm just watching from the surface. We'll see how it plays out. But I I didn't quite understand the trade knowing that this is an offensive team or their coach loves to play offense and, and really stresses that side of the ball more so than the defense. But we'll see how Pat Bev does. Pat Bev will figure it out. And I just thought it was an interesting, interesting move. Yeah. And over the past years, you know, I mean, the the past five years or so, Minnesota goes from the Tibbs era, which was more defensive minded. Uh, it's like you said, we we bring in Carl Towns, we bring in D'Angelo Russell. We we are trying to build this offensive juggernaut. And and now you you can't really just throw in this defensive minded player and expect him to change the entire culture. It's it's not a band-aid situation where you can just wrap this thing up and, and completely change things. But the Timberwolves, I mean, I saw A-Rod was there at the Summer League Games. Uh, you know, they have a new ownership. Right. They're obviously trying to make uh, a push in a new direction. So, I mean, it, it's an interesting move. I, I like that they're trying to make moves. I mean, I think if you're a Timberwolves fan, you have to be excited about that. But on the Memphis side, I love the idea of Rondo mentoring John Morant. And, and, and I'm not sure that'll ever happen. Like you said, they'll probably move Rondo. But if it does get to that point, 
I love that Ja will have a guy like Rondo uh, there at the point guard position. But I wanted to ask you, the guard guru, what you thought about that. And does that work? Does it does it work to have a guy who's a veteran like Rondo and a young guy like Ja Moran? Can they mix together and have a situation where he is mentoring more so than, than playing and starring in Memphis? Well, you know, all due respect to Rondo, I don't think Rondo is at the mentoring stage of his career. He can still play. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we yeah. just saw him win a championship with the Lakers. Rondo yeah. can still play. Rondo mm-hmm. can still play the game at a high level. When you are at the mentoring stage, you're you're probably past the ability to be able to perform on the court. And Rondo can still play. I still I still think Rondo is a very competitive player. And I think he has, you know, some years left to go out there and play and play at a high level. So I think Rondo. Well, what team needs a Rondo then? You know, well, what I, mean? I that, think that, any team that's any team that's competing contend. for a championship. Rondo is mm-hmm. a championship caliber player. That, that, he is a championship. Rondo, to me, if you are in contention to win a championship, you got to look at a guy like Rondo because Rondo has the toughness. He has the basketball. Savvy, whatever you want to put. He understands the game of basketball at the highest level. Now, do I think everyone can coach Rondo? No, I don't think Rondo. (laughs) I don't think everyone can coach Rondo. And the reason I say that is because Rondo is is is. He he, he's a basketball genius. Yeah. Rondo is the type of guy. You can't BS Rondo. Rondo is the type of guy that. He understands and makes an assessment quickly, whether you know what you're saying or you don't. And if you don't know what you're doing in that huddle, you're going to lose Rondo. That's why I love him. Rondo, he's a truth teller. Mm. He's a truth teller. And if you are in contention for a championship, who doesn't need a guy like Rondo? Who who doesn't need a guy that's going to have that type of toughness? He understands the most difficult thing there is about playing the point guard position. He knows when to pass and he knows when to shoot. Yep. That's the lead guard position. That's in every situation. Yeah. He he understands that better or as well as anybody in the league. Now, that doesn't mean he's the best shooter. That doesn't mean he's the best passer, but he understands when to shoot and when to pass. If you're going to be a point guard or a lead guard in today's game or in, in any era, that's the first thing you have to understand when you play that position. Well, no one understands that better than him. Mm-hmm. So if you are competing, if you have an opportunity to win, this is a guy you might want to take a look at. But mm-hmm. he's not for everyone because it requires a level of excellence to coach him. It requires a level of excellence to play with him because Rondo is going to be a truth teller. That's why I love him. He tells it like it is. If you don't want to know the truth, then you probably shouldn't bring Rondo into your locker room. That's And I love him for that. I love that about him. I love every time I have a conversation with him because he tells it like it is. And there aren't many teams that are competing that, you know, 
right now have a, a true teller per se. And they and then maybe there are some teams that are on that fringe, like in Atlanta Hawks or the Dallas Mavericks, that want to bump up into that actual contending championship level that may could use a guy like Rondo. I mean, I know Rondo's been in Dallas before, it didn't work, but they had a, they have a different coach now. So maybe he does go there with Luca and it could work, you know, who knows? But I I think there are a lot of teams, like you said, that are that are trying to contend that think that Rondo could could be a cresting point and get them over the edge. So it's fascinating. I would take a look at him. I I I I love him. I love everything that he brings to the court. Obviously, the point guard position and have the utmost respect for him and his toughness. Right? You don't teach people to be tough. You know, yeah. you don't you don't teach toughness, you draft it. Well, yeah. he came into the league tough. Now he's learned over the years that he's became a better shooter. He's learned over the years now where he is incredible at running a team and managing the game and managing time and score. I mean, by 2010, 2011, he was the best player on the Celtics. And he went from the the guy who was, you know, quote unquote, the liability because he was the youngest to the best player in about three years. You know, that's just how well he was. Rondo is a star in his own right. Mm -hmm. He's a star in his own right. He may not be the superstar player in the sense of how we traditionally look at a superstar. Yeah. But he is a star player. And he's respected mm. throughout the league. He's respected when he steps on the court. And if you love basketball, you you would love to have him on your team because you know he's going to give it to you, right? And he's, when Rondo knows he's on primetime TV, he oh, does yeah, play a little yeah, differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, a little yeah. different. Rondo performs. <laughs> see, I don't want to disrespect him by referring to him as playoff Rondo. Yeah. No, Rondo p- performs. When the bright lights are on. When the lights. Now, everybody can't hold a bright light. Yep. Rondo shows up wherever there's a run. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. So, mm-hmm. you know what? If I was a team and I was in a position, he would definitely be a player I would be looking at. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. One more thing before we get out of here, BJ. We have uh, the Christmas Day schedule. This is apparently what people uh, freak out over now. They get very excited about the, the Christmas Day game. Let's you and, and I for let's you and I pretend. Oh my goodness. Did oh, you see I'm that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, but that's where we are. And it usually kind of sets the uh, the forecast, so to speak, on, on what the league expects as far as the top teams for the next year. The, 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 the official release comes okay. out here at noon. Um, but, you know, the reported games we have, the, the Nets playing the Lakers, which a lot of people are saying is a preview to the finals. And I just wanted to ask you, BJ, as we head into this season, I am still of the mind, after what I saw in the finals, that the Bucks are the favorites, in my mind. Because of one man, and that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I go into the year saying, I believe in the Milwaukee Bucks, but it does feel like the general consensus, the league at large, they are saying that you know the Lakers are the premier team in the Western Conference, and the Nets are the premier team in the Eastern Conference. And uh, that's what the general fans would say. Um, so are you excited to see that matchup, or are you like me and you you expect the Bucks to be one of those teams to be reckoned with next year? I don't think it was a one-and-done swan song for Giannis Antetokounmpo, and that's just my opinion. Well, Tate, we're here to promote the game. It's not yes. about it's not about us, and yeah. we are here to promote the game. Mm-hmm. We have thirty teams, we have a league, and we're here to promote the game. We're here to yeah. talk about the game. Now, without question, when you say over the holidays, when people are traditionally at not home. working, they are yeah, at home, their they're with their families. We want to put our best foot forward. Uh-huh. I couldn't think of two brighter stars than LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Yep. We have Anthony Davis 
We have James Harden. We have Russell Westbrook. We have Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving. Yep. We have New York City. <laughs> we have Los Angeles. That's good. That's good basketball. That's good for the business. Mm-hmm. That's good for everything that's good about the world of sports and entertainment. Yes, Tupac Biggie. It's East Coast, West Coast. It's 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 a beautiful thing. We got the time slots. We got the we got the major metropolitan areas. We have the star players. We're in Staples Center. Yep. This is this is beautiful. This is beautiful. The stars are out. They're this, watching the Jay Z's there. This is yeah. a possible matchup that we could look for in the NBA Finals. There's a lot of storylines here. Da 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 da. Okay, we get it. It's good marketing. We get yeah. it. It's it's great marketing. Bravo. And we're here to promote the game, Tate. It's not yes. about you and I. It's uh-huh. not whether we think that's a preview. We're here to promote the game. That's beautiful. Love it. Promote. You know what I love about you know what I love about that matchup is that people like you and I we don't have to talk because that game will actually sell itself. <laughs> okay, you know what we really want to hear? We really want to hear the game promote itself. Mm. Okay, it saves the headache. It, it, it say let, let's let the. Let's cut off everything. Let's. Well, there's a phone ringing in the background here. Let's cut off everything because we want to actually watch that game. You know what I mm. want to see, Tate? I want to see the matchups. Mm. I want to see who who's guarding who. Yeah, AD versus KD, AD. or is LeBron versus KD? D, yeah, Russell versus Kyrie. I want to yep. see the matchups. You can see Russell and Harden. I'm going to stop eating Mm -hmm. during that game because I just want to be like, okay, can you guys be quiet for about a couple hours? Because I want to really see the matchups. Okay? Yeah. No, I love that. Now, but now let's go back to the athlete's mindset. Giannis is mad because he's not the the premier game. Mm -hmm. He's mad. Giannis right now looked at that and said, oh, are they going to give me the early game, mm-hmm. and I'm the, the defending the noon where, game yeah. against the Celtics or something, yeah. And I'm the defending world champion. Mm-hmm. So I love this competitive spirit. Philly, I'd love to see Jokic. I'd love to see Jokic versus Giannis. That, yeah, that would be my Golden game. State's going to feel disrespected. They're saying like, "Wait a minute, we're we're the kings of California." We, yeah, hey, you know what? We had a guy who played. Arguably, he should have been MVP a year ago. Steph Curry, <laughs> Clay's coming back. Da yeah. da 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 da, and then Draymond just won a gold medal. Yeah, yeah. and they may not even they may not even get you Christmas know, Day Christmas Day game. Yep. So there's a lot going on, and I love it because there are a lot of people and there are a lot of teams that are all in this year. Think about it: the Denver Nuggets may not be in. The Phoenix Suns, where are they? Mm-hmm. Philly is like. They might not even – Atlanta. Miami. Miami is like, wait a minute. We can't get in on this? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay, so I'm here, Tate, for you and I to say how we get this ball rolling. Let's stir this pot a little bit because yeah. I can't wait to see. That they're not yeah, – And I'm exactly. not mad at the stars, but there are a lot of players right now who feel – that They're this the thing ones. is wide open and they are the one. And I love this. See, I'm mm-hmm. loving this right now because so many teams now feel 
they got a chance. Yep. Okay, Chicago is like, wait a minute. Like, we got DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. We got a real squad. Yeah. Why can't we play? Dame yeah. is like, we, we can't even get him in the schedule in yep. Portland. Yep. So this is great. Don't forget about our guy Zion. Let's not forget about all these teams. They're John so Morant with the John Grizzlies. Mar- John. So, so LaMelo Ball and the Hornets. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot of teams that are saying, hey, we're up. It's our turn. It's our turn now. Tate. So let's you and I promote this game. Let's talk yep. about this game. Yep. I love the fact. But you know what, Tate? There are a lot of people that are going to have a say-so in this matter. We don't want to yeah, mess well, up the marketing. Let's go with it. <laughs> but secretly in the locker room, the yeah. NBA is putting the, the, bu- This is what we call bulletin board material. And yeah, now no, you, people are going to be talking the about stars, this. We can put the stars on the big stage, the big markets. We understand that. But I would not, like you said, I, I, I think number 34 is going to take that personally. Oh, uh, uh, right. no. Going to. Now, let's take that out. He's in the gym right now. <laughs> <laughs> 34 is in the gym right now. Yep. Yep. Giannis is upset. I'm upset. Yeah. I'm upset. Phoenix should be upset. Yep. Phoenix, they, I think they improved their team. Yeah. They should true. be upset. Okay. Phoenix was in the NBA finals along with the Milwaukee Bucks. And it looks like neither one of those teams are the, the premier game. Mm. Everybody should be upset. I'm upset. Marketing-wise, I love it. They're lit. They love it, yeah. this means we're going <laughs> to get NBA some... The NBA marketing team is like, this is what we're, we're here for, We're going to get some great games now. <laughs> big three versus big three, New York, New York versus, versus LA. LA. <laughs> but there's a lot of Let's people... Let's see how many of those big three actually play in that game, Man, and then we'll see how excited we are. I can't wait to see when those teams play those other teams we're talking about, because yeah. I think there are going to be some battles this year. I think the Me regular too. season next year is going to be it's going to be competitive, very yeah. competitive. I think it's going to be played at an all time high level because there are so many teams that, that are putting it. pressure on themselves to win. I love it. Got it. Got it. All right, BJ. Anything else before we get out of here? I, I'm Take, glad we caught this was up. Fabulous. Yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving the NBA. Give me this action. I can't wait. When is this official for the the the? It, it comes out at three o'clock today. Okay. Well, we need to get that. We need to get a special edition. Just analyzing that because we analyze everything. That's what we do. Let's yeah. promote it. But again, let's go into the locker room because I want to. I know what these guys are saying. They are upset about this. I love it. I love it. So, I love my it. friend, let's go to the Midwest and pretend we are in the water in Lake Michigan. Because when we in Lake Michigan, what do we do, Tate? <laughs> we got to make waves. Because uh, Giannis <laughs> is making waves right now. He's upset at the coast. He's, at, he's yeah. upset at the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. He's upset. Lake Michigan, they're going to have something to say about this. This is beautiful, yep. though. This is beautiful. It's, it's going to be good for the game. This has been Pushing Through, and we will see you later in the week. <laughs>